welcome to the Home Girls Podcast. We are the women behind the homepage.life, Jenny, Kristen, Rebecca, and Megan. Our podcast is a companion to our mission of the homepage, to come together and learn lost skills for self-sufficiency and freedom in our homes, all of it for our families. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back. You have got the home girls from the homepage.life. Thanks so much for joining us. So tonight we are a, a threesome rather than a foursome. We've got Jenny, we've got Rebecca, and we've got me, Megan, and Kristen. We had to give her the night off. So Jenny, do you want to explain why Kristen <laughs> needed the night off? Because I think you guys had your hubbies working pretty hard today. <laughs> oh, we did. Well, we have the possibility to acquire someone's pastured pig operation. So, mm. and um, by the time everyone listens to this podcast, then perhaps that will have happened, perhaps not. Who knows? So the guys are getting our woods ready um, to be able to pasture the pigs and move them from paddock to paddock. So they have to clear lines through the woods where the movable fencing will go. Ah, yeah. Okay. So they have been working very, very hard. <laughs> They're exhausted. And on so on top of that, Kristen cleaned out her chicken house today and I saw her harvesting onions and she, she had a lot. Well, we went to Polyface first thing this morning. So she's... Done for the day. She's toast. <laughs> she and her mm-hmm. hubby are toast for sure. Okay. Yes. What well, did you guys do at Polyface? Did you watch harvest uh, processing or what? No, they were not processing today. We kind of walked around the store. We talked to the girl in the store, um, looked Wendy. at the books in the store. You know what? I did not get her name. She blonde. This no, you blonde. know what? If I saw a crime and the police ever asked me if they had glasses or whatever i wouldn't know <laughs> i am not i i don't know Wendy in fact is in there a lot she's a really awesome lady so. i was looking at something else when they were talking to her actually so i wasn't standing there what a beautiful place though oh, oh my gosh i love going there it's mm-hmm. it's always an adventure all right yes. well you guys are in for a real treat tonight because tonight's topic We're going to call it the Bill Gates effect, Rebecca's story of transformation from vegetarian to omnivore. So this is kind of a hot topic right now because we have the introduction of some not so real foods. We've got our our fake meats that are being made, and um, so that's that's why we went with the title of the Bill Gates effect. And um, we are just really, really wanting to hear from Rebecca about how her family went from what I would consider as a friend for many years of a pretty strict vegetarian family. So Rebecca, I guess the, the place we need to start is, did you grow up vegetarian or at some point did you become vegetarian? Like, how did that start? How did you become vegetarian? Sure. So, wow. Um, so, yeah, we, I personally was, I did not grow up vegetarian. Um, but then one, I, I did, I was raised Lutheran. <laughs> so one um, Lent, 
I gave up meat and when I was in like 10th grade, I think. And I was like, I'm just going to keep doing this. So I was a vegetarian in high school for like, and then after that for about five years. And then I got, I, I stopped being a vegetarian, um, again. And then fast forward, Lee and I got married and we joined a different church and they, um, the denomination actually SDA encourages vegetarianism. So we became vegetarians, um, not really because we didn't like the taste of meat. It was more a, uh, religious or philosophical reason. Um, so that was the, that was our, that was our reason. And when we, when I became pregnant with our daughter, uh, our first daughter in 2008, we were like, we're going to go ahead and make this choice. Like really, because I was really being conscious about what I was eating when mm-hmm. I was pregnant. Um, and, but it was mostly philosophical. Okay. Um, and, you know, I didn't like the idea of killing anything. <laughs> yes. So, you have a very gentle spirit and a very <laughs> loving heart. And you have always had a huge heart for animals. And so it, for me, you know, as a friend, it always made sense. Like, oh, well, of course she's vegetarian. She loves all the things. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right. Like we have pasture ornament horses. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That are the same and chickens and ducks and dogs and cats and frogs and turtle. (laughs) I mean, uh, (laughs) snails and fish and we have all the pets. Yes. Um, So yes, we are definitely animal lovers here. Um, Yes. So you guys lived as vegetarian for a long time then since 2008, you you guys were super serious about it at that point. So what, what started you guys saying, hang on a second, like, what were you learning? What were you kind of seeing and digesting from an information perspective that made you say, hang on a sec, we, we might need to reconsider this. Right. Yes. So, um, it was, it was probably several, several different things. Um, I personally had, um, I, so we had our first daughter and then it was seven years later until we had our second. And then we had our third very close together. So I had pregnancy, pregnancy, and then another pregnancy, like we had Eden seven years and then boom, 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 one, two, three, mm-hmm. four. Mm-hmm. And I was really just starting to feel um, deficient. Like I was just mm-hmm. feeling like depleted, depleted and um, just, just run down and feeling like I had also tested one of those pregnancies. Um, I had been anemic for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was something, you know, I knew that my body was teeter tottering, like at that level. And I know that my grandmother had had issues with that. So that was something in the back of my mind 
Um, and then um, my children's teeth were another issue. Um, oh. I started seeing, um, now I think that's multiple levels of things. I think that, you know, cause my one, my, my second, well, he's my first son, second child. Um, I got pregnant when he was only like six months old, four months Aww, old. It was yeah. really soon. They're so, really close. Um, I think there were multiple reasons why, but his teeth like grew out of his head, not fully formed. So that yeah. was one thing that made me think, okay, something's lacking somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I really think that there is an issue here. And um, all my kids since him have had issues with their teeth. So, um, so that was something that made me take pause. And then, um, uh, what else? Um, then 2020. Mm, <laughs> so then I, 2020. Yes, so <laughs> you and I were both pregnant during 2020, yes. right? Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> So 2020 started happening and it's so funny how that has become like, a it's like a verb and a noun and a right. Yeah. In your head. Um, but so we really started seeing, um, I guess I need to preface. We have since we are no longer a part of the SDA church. So we kind of felt Mm -hmm. some, um, thankfully, uh, freedom from that sort of like mindset, like sort of control, but, uh, of like why you would, uh, be a vegetarian. Like we started seeing that we don't really agree with why they were saying you should be a vegetarian. Okay. Yeah. That's definitely one point. Um, but really talking about the Gates effect, um, <laughs> as soon as they started saying, uh, it's better for the environment, uh, to be a vegetarian, um, mm-hmm. we're going to be pushing, they started pushing that it's not healthy for you to eat red meat, um, that it is, you know, bad for the environment. It's better, uh, for your body to eat a plant-based diet. And that, um, you know, there like people encourage GMOs in, in this, the, there's a whole thing. This initiative. Yes. Where yes. GMOs are good now and, um, are okay at least. And that they want you eating food that's grown in a lab or, you know, meat that's grown in a lab even, or, uh, these ultra processed food products mm-hmm. that are full of, I just pulled up, um, the <laughs> beyond meat and, and listen, when I was <laughs> vegetarian, I had, you loved that. I, can't even tell you how much I love that. That was another I know. thing. <laughs> that was really <laughs> good, Jenny. Oh, no, I'm just laughing. Oh man. Cause I remember <laughs> grabbing it at Costco for you a few times. Like, <laughs> you know, like, Hey, I'm in Charlottesville. Do you need anything? 
(laughs) Like I, well, this, the way that these taste, I was like, why am I just not eating a real burger? Like these, they are really good. Uh, you know, whatever flavor. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like they are, they taste really good. And if you are going to eat, I still don't know that I would say that they're terrible. Uh, That particular one, they're non-GMO, you know, no, I just, my whole thing is as soon as they started saying, don't eat meat, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing these fake things. It made me be like, we need to pause. Need to <laughs> I do reconsider. not want to be taking any health advice from Bill Gates. He is just the the like furthest end of the spectrum of who I want to be taking medical advice from or nutritional advice from. Um, right. So that was the biggest thing that made me say, let's really look at what we're eating here um because i'm not okay with this <laughs> i'm not right. okay mm-hmm. with being really a part of this um this push yes yeah. this push this bandwagon i'm really not okay with it and so, um go ahead well one of the things that you had said to me at one point was it was like this club that you it's kind of exclusive And then you've like kicked yourself out of it. And so I can imagine that it's probably part of your identity for as long as you were a vegetarian. That must have been a big transition for you guys, like mentally and socially. Um, Tell us about that. Like, how did, how did that go for you? Yeah. Well, um, the, it's funny because we, when we were, when we decided to be a vegetarian, we were living in Asheville, North Carolina. So that's like the Mecca on the East Coast. <laughs> right in. Of everything hippie. Yes. Leftist, like yep. that leaning, whatever. So it was very easy to make that choice. Um, it's sort of, escorted you into that choice in Asheville, right? Mm -hmm. Like um, there were vegan restaurants, like the whole restaurant was vegan. So it made it a lot easier to choose that. And it almost made it like (laughs) funny if you didn't choose that, you know? Yeah, you'd be the exception maybe. Right. That's how it felt anyway. And it felt like you know, you feel like I'm doing my part. I'm doing a thing. And we also had that religious piece, which, you know, for us was really the biggest piece. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was like the biggest thing. And so when we moved back to Virginia, we moved into beef country. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And country here. Yeah. It, it, um, it was a lot less options Mm -hmm. and I realized that I am not I was not at this point in my life with four kids now and they get picky 
and I get tired and didn't feel like, because I don't want to, I don't want to say that I don't, I believe that you can be a vegetarian and I believe that you can thrive on that diet, but it has to be like your job. Mm. Uh, It really has to be like you, you have to be so conscious of that you are getting all the things that you are supplementing heavy and that you are Mm -hmm. really getting a variety of things. And I think you have to really love that life. Like you have to really love being in the kitchen. You have to really, really, really like it has to be your jam in Mm -hmm. order for that to really be a thriving diet. Uh, Like if, if we lived in Costa Rica and we had fruit, like nonstop fresh all the time, I could see doing living on fruit and fish and being totally happy. Like, I think you could do that, but here and right now in my life, like it has been a real blessing to add in, um, mostly organic grass fed beef Mm -hmm. and, um, we added in salmon first. We started with salmon. I have a friend who is a guide. Um, they own a lodge in Alaska and amazing. Oh, it's so cool. I just listened to her podcast. She was on a podcast about fishing. <laughs> I listed all thing. I'm not a fisher, but I'm a fisherman at all. And I listened to the whole podcast on fishing because it was so interesting. Just what they do up there. So that like idea they are so conscious about where the fish come from how often they fish like just really um really about like taking care of the whole ecosystem mm-hmm. there right being uh, good stewards yeah you got the salmon with me um i did i love it and I'm excited for our next order because it's, it's, it's tough to eat something else now because it was so good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It was so, so good. So fresh straight from Alaska, you know, the people who caught it. And so Mm -hmm. that was, that's where we started. We were like, and I, and I talked Lee into this because he would still be a vegetarian if it weren't for sort of me being like, Hey, what do you think about this? And so he did a lot of research on his own mm-hmm. and um, was like, okay, I'm okay with salmon. Like I'm okay with, um, you know, wild, wild caught salmon. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Um, so, because he had also been having, um, we both have had some joint injuries that were kind of funny, like, and so that made me think like, maybe we're not getting enough collagen maybe we're not getting enough. Um, you know, and I had, I had steered away from all those supplements because they were all mm. animal based. Mm. Right. So that was another thing. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you had to, I couldn't take some of the supplements that I was being encouraged to take because they were animal based. Right. Um, so that sort of made my head spin too a little bit. Um, how did that first dinner look? I'm trying to envision this like, okay, kids, guess what we're going to do now? Well, my kids are still not fully on board. Like they they have been a harder sell. 
Okay. Um, because they've been vegetarian their whole life. And mm. we had to tell them, you know, like coaching them when, you know, we would be out or when we would be at a potluck or whatever, like, okay, we don't eat that. That's the meat one. We don't do the, you know, uh-huh. this one. No, like, and so I think they had the idea that meat's not good. You know, they sort right, of had right. that in their head. Um, so it's been uh-huh. a hard, like a slow sort of mm-hmm. finding what they will eat with that. Um, they're all sort of in a picky time anyway. Mm-hmm. But, yes. Um, yes. Mentally, it was hardest on our oldest mm-hmm. uh, because she was like psychologically. <laughs> mm-hmm. I eat this. I don't want to eat this. This is a chicken. This is our we have our friend chickens, you know, our pigeons. Yeah. So it was like, that was a little bit of a, mm-hmm. getting her, um, that compassionate heart is probably the hardest piece. And I still get a little bit in my head about some things, but, um, we took Eden to Polyface farm camps nice. and did the farm camp there. This was when we were still vegetarian. Um, but I thought that would be a good, uh, just a great thing for her to do, to be able to spend that time there at, at the farm and really see, you know, a working farm and how they do everything. And it was sort of eye opening to her because <laughs> a lot of those kids um, at the farm were farmers themselves or, you know, were already on board with a lot of that stuff. Like they were excited to see the butchering process and she was kind of like, whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but I think it was a good, um, a really, you know, sort of real um, exposure to that, especially being around people who weren't like a gasp at it. They were like happy about it. Happy about yeah. Well, because it's all done so well. It's it's done in a humane fashion. It's done in a respectful way. And right. so that you gave her a really good experience with that. So that's that's kind of another question. With your with your circle, did you have anybody who are vegetarian friends say to you, Rebecca, what the heck? What is happening? Like, why are you why are you all of a sudden flipping back to eating meat? Did you have any of those interactions? Um, really, because we are not a part of that church anymore. And um, our daughter, Eden, was the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eden was really the biggest. All of my friends have been like, good for you. We're so excited. I know. We're like, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> They've been like, yeah, we're so happy for you. My whole family. Because, you know, this wasn't a family thing. This was a us thing. Mm-hmm. This was something that we had stepped outside of our family, like what our fam- how our family eats. So, um, you know, they were, they were all happy about it. Everybody's been yeah. happy about it. Um, yeah. You know, we haven't really caught that flack. I probably because we don't live in Asheville. Okay. I don't have a lot of that. Um, 
And a lot of the people that I know, I think have blocked me on social media from 2020. Anyway, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, a lot people, like militant vegan people that I was associating with, like have sort of blocked me a long time ago. So, oh um, if not blocked, just unfollow. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> so I really haven't gotten, you know, any, any pushback. Bad- dad flack from any of it it's all been like i mean a lot of my friends are hunters and yeah um i was sort of the odd one in my friend group anyway with like my close friends anyway none of them have been vegetarian they've all been very kind and sweet to me about the whole thing but um well i think it's uh, it's something that i was really proud of you for and not just because i'm not a vegetarian and i want you on my quote unquote team mm-hmm. not not because of that but because you were willing to look at an opposing viewpoint and say i'm going to look into this further and then to change your mind when presented with new information and I know I've said this before, but there is a shortage of that capability and the humility that it takes to do to do so, to change your mind and to not just dig your heels in deeper because you want to be right or need to be right. Right. And so and and I, I totally hear what you're saying about you know, there is, there is a way to do vegetarianism well, Mm -hmm. um, but that it takes a ton of work. And, and I know that there are some super pro vegetarians who would argue tooth and nail that, that there are ways to supplement basically everything Mm -hmm. um, that you would be avoiding. But I just, in, in clinical practice, like in real life people, um, I have seen so often that it's, it is incredibly difficult to overcome deficiencies um, and takes a very long time too, because it's, I don't know, it's so, it's so deep of a deficiency sometimes before it, right. it starts to be a symptom. Right. That you, once you actually have a symptom, you are really playing catch up and it is really tough to get there, get back to a good level. Wow. You know, something I heard just recently, um, and I haven't really looked into it a whole lot, um, but that I heard a doctor say women who are women who have um, children with down syndrome generally have some type of severe deficiency, like what you're talking about, that that is at least part of the causation. Um, And so that really struck me as something that, um, that I think people aren't maybe aware of. And um, as we were, because we have four kids and would love to have a fifth. um, And that has been something that we've been working on. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But um, I feel, and and it hasn't, 
um, come to fruition yet. And so I've had some, you know, mindset stuff or my, like, you know, um, prayer, it's been part of my prayer life and, you know, talking with the father, like, you know, wh- like what's going on with that? Like why, what's up with infertility? And I've just been thinking he's been protecting me, mm. um, through a major deficiency. Like my body is not ready for that yet. Right. Like oh, wow. I have pregnancy, 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 and then a crap diet of fake, you know, cause we ate veggie burgers. We ate this, you know, we ate morning star farm stuff for a long time until it was like, Whoa, this is GMO. I'm not, I don't mm-hmm. want any of that. Right. So, you know, we were eating that stuff. Um, so I'm like, you know, praise his name. Perhaps he's keeping me from, you know, some more difficulty down the road. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, the, the deficiency thing is huge. Um, yeah, just huge. And the longer you're deficient in something, the harder it is to come back from it. Mm -hmm. Um, so it is, it's, it, it can be really tough for, for vegetarians in certain, in certain areas. So, um, well, Rebecca, thank you so much for sharing your story with us because, um, like I said, it was such a huge part of, of your identity and to then, um, kind of have this, this overhaul, um, it's a, you know, when you're a mom feeding kids is so much a part of, of who you are and a big chunk of how you spend your day. Um, you are, you're really brave. You're really brave Uh, to have mm -hmm. done what you've done. Yeah. It's, um, that's been, that's been, um, I feel like they're getting more nutrition now, even though I'm having to sneak (laughs) Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff in, like we sneak burger into like almost everything. (laughs) Um, But, um, I did want to preface that we came from a religious reasoning to be vegetarian. And so that for us and our family, that does still apply. Like we still only eat what's considered to be biblically clean meat. Mm -hmm. So, um, that is something that, that is still important to our family, but, um, definitely support the freedom uh, for everyone to homestead in the way that they, uh, you know, see fit. So, no judgment. Um, but I did just want to, I did just want to say that, um, as I'm saying that we eat meat again, (laughs) Yes, that, that is probably something that is more on my head in my head than, um, than a lot of other people. So, Mm -hmm. um, so, well, Rebecca, I don't think that any of us have met a more loving and less judgmental family than the <laughs> Housers. So yes. um, you you guys have always extended so much grace to so many of us. Um, and you. you continue to do it every day. <laughs> you guys... You are a precious family and we are so grateful for you. And um, thank you so much for sharing this story. And thank you everyone for joining us. And um, we will be back 
next week with another podcast. So stay tuned, make sure you subscribe um, so that you get notified when the new ones drop every Monday and make sure you like us and go visit our website. It is the homepage.life. Um, come and join us. Our community is full of some fabulous people and um, tons and tons of teaching and learning happening on a daily basis. So we'd love to have you join us. So the homepage.life and we are the homegirls. We will talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Thank you so much for tuning in to the homegirls podcast. Be sure to join our community at thehomepage.life. We'll be back next Monday with our next episode. Sending love from our homes to yours.